Welcome to the Idea Fit Pro Show with your host, Sandy Todd Webster. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Idea Fit Pro Show. This is Sandy Webster, Ideas Editor in Chief, and your host for the podcast. I know you're super busy, so it means a lot to have you listening today. Thanks for dropping in. Today on the podcast, we're visiting with Dr. Maria Luque, who is a fitness expert, health science professor, self-proclaimed menopause nerd, and busy mother, passionate about sharing knowledge and helping women lead healthier, happier lives. She's the creator of Fitness in Menopause, a company dedicated to helping women navigate the challenges and rewards of menopause. She currently holds both graduate and postgraduate degrees in health sciences and expertise as a certified health education specialist, ACE certified personal trainer, and ACE fitness nutrition specialist. Her Fitness in Menopause Masterclass helps women find the fun in movement during menopause. Her course, Menopausal Fitness, Training the Menopausal Client, is an accredited continuing education course for fit pros. A U.S. Air Force veteran, Dr. Luque also teaches at the College of Health and Human Services at Trident University International. There's a lot to cover with her, so let's get right to it. Dr. Maria Luque, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for spending part of your day with me here on the podcast. It's great to see you. Great to finally uh, see you as well. I've uh, known you behind the scenes, but now it's great to put a face to it. Yeah, absolutely. If you would please launch us into our conversation by introducing yourself and giving us an overview of your professional background in academia and as a fitness expert who educates fit pros and public health professionals and, you know, just a general um, population of people about various uh, topics. Um, Just give us a download of of how you came to be where you are today. Well, it's uh, all of it pretty organically. I am, I've always uh, loved fitness. I grew up in Germany and so it's been always a part of my life. And then uh, I ended up in the military and I started doing fitness program managing there and found that that is really something that I want to do. Like fitness is very important to me and education is very important to me. Like those are two real big passions of mine. And I never knew how to kind of combine them. But then I went and got my master's degree and it just kind of I left the Air Force to pursue fitness. And it just came together like I started pursuing my master's degree in health education And I uh, then pursued my PhD. And during those studies, I started focusing on menopausal women because um, there was a need for it. And so it's been just a very organic, like it's not something that I set out to do. Like it just, I saw that as my passion, I just let it drive me. So I've been educating fitness pros. And as you know, I've kind of been writing stuff for Idea Fitness Journal and I, so I'm, I'm merging kind of like the worlds of academia with fitness, which is where my passion really lies. And how do we not only provide fitness services, but how do we educate other pros and being more efficient and better at, at providing services and being and helping people be healthier? And that has been, I mean, it's 
the, the, the story wrote itself really after I got my PhD. And then so I, I combined both sides, which is yeah, it's, it's so great because you you get the research based part of it, but then you provide yeah. that practical aspect that is really ideas sweet spot or, you know, fitness <laughs> journal and, and all of our programming. Um, so, yeah, you really you speak to that so well. And as you mentioned, you've been writing for idea for um, I think we were chatting before we started recording. You've been writing for us for about 10 years now, and I don't even know where that time went. But you, <laughs> you have covered everything from bone health to hormones, to nutrition, to functional aging, to social support for seniors. So quite an array of things. Um, so clearly your expertise has a wide range, but it seems in recent years, um, your real sweet spot has become helping women to navigate the phases of menopause and, and everything that goes with it. So how did that, and you know, again, it's probably very organic as you mentioned, but how did that specialty area evolve for you? And it, um, I saw a need. I mean, that's really the short answer there. I, as, as you were saying, I have a uh, thirst for knowledge. I love the research part of uh, researching articles and topics that are health related. But um, I started uh, just seeing as I was aging myself and I had friends and clients and uh, my niche has always been uh, more the female clientele. And then just naturally, I started seeing that there's a lot of women in my immediate circuit, uh, circle, not circuit, but um, that were going through menopause and they were having those symptoms and struggling. And uh, so that's really why I decided to my research study that I did on that, on how fitness influences um, quality of life through menopause, because it was really interesting to me to see what do we, what can we do about it? Like I saw a problem, no solution, and there was no answer to it. Like there's very little out there. And, and 10 years ago, when I went through it, uh, through my study, uh, there was even less. Now we have more of a conversation going, but there just wasn't enough out there. And there's still so much misinformation out there. So it really became that I wanted to help my friends and my clients and then it became a research interest. And then now I'm perimenopausal. And so it was just became almost like a self-serving uh, research cycle. And it's been, I've never looked back. Like I love just being like right in that niche because there's an underserved population of women that don't, just don't get the answers. And I do, I, I believe that fitness and physical activities at the core of uh, quality of life during uh, menopause and beyond. Yeah. So your, your business is called Fitness and Menopause. And um, as mentioned, you're hyper-focused on helping women sort through the, the ups and the downs of what is often a frustrating and confounding stage in life, um, which I find myself in right now. Yeah. Um, it, and I'm really interested to know how your business model is structured. Is it mainly coaching? Is it curriculum? Is it exercise classes? Is it all of the above? Uh, all of it. All of it. So I am a, I get bored really easily. So I have created, as we've talked earlier, I've created a, I feel the education part is a key component uh, to any successful long lasting uh, relationship with fitness for clients. And as we, as we know in the fitness industry, if you can, it, you have to have something that keeps people going beyond the initial 10 pounds that they're trying to lose or you know, something like that. And when you're talking to menopausal women, there's there's a much far reaching goal. It's I just want to feel better. I mean that losing the belly fat is a big big concern, 
but it's um, I have started doing a com- combination of education with behavior theories and uh, exercise, uh, actual like one-on-one training, group coaching. And I'm just launching my a masterclass, so, which is a curriculum-based online course that women can take that is kind of like based on a lot of those components that I learned through the academic world because I'm also a college professor. Mm-hmm. And so those that combination I have found goes together well. <clears throat> so a combination of in-person, virtual training, education and support, lots of support. So yeah, great stuff. Um, I wanted to, um, to present a quote that is kind of your opening salvo on your, your website. And you say, quote, you may think menopause sucks, and that you have to accept it. I get it, but you're wrong. And I'm excited to tell you why. Um, I'm hoping you can unpack that for us. Um, I think there are a lot of women out there who would like to understand what you mean by that. Yes, it is. I think it's it's almost I start with saying that you think it's going to suck because a lot of people go into thinking that it will. Menopause is something that we uh, like uh, there's a core like this innate thinking menopause is always bad. When you say menopause, there's always some bad symptom attached to it rather than it just being accepted as like a phase of life, right? It's a stage. We're going to go through it. We're going to come out on the other end. And so my big thing is that we we can actually use this stage to explore something new. Like there's a, a, uh, it's great when your period stops, why don't we just look at less like look at how easy it will be to not have that anymore every month or like the irregularities that come with you know the menopausal transition and the symptoms that come it is it's a phase right for some women it lasts longer than others but in end there's an end to it like you will be at on the other end and the other end tends to be just emotionally more stable there like you know we don't have to deal with menstruation anymore um, we can, we can use it as a, what do I want for myself? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like I want people I like women to really use it as a stage to self-explore instead of looking at it, what we're losing and what we're gaining, because, um, the roller coaster ride of, uh, of a lot of women that go through, you know, the, the emotional roller coaster every month that is no longer going to be there. Mm-hmm. Also when estrogen kind of balances out at the end, women report that they're just more, like there's less of that anxiety and less of those symptoms that we have through it. So we have to change how we look at menopause and how we expect it to be, because if I expect it to be horrible, it probably will be horrible. So I'm trying to reframe it, the narrative. We need to change the narrative around menopause. Yeah, it's a a whole different mindset. And as you say, again, this is a quote from your website, which I loved. Menopause is not an illness or a disability any more than being female is. (laughs) Well, if if we listen to people, it could probably be that it is a disability and a deficiency, but it isn't. Yeah, menopause is just a natural phase of life. And we need to really embrace it. I think there's it's an attitude change. Yeah. Yeah. And mindset plays a big role. I mean, not to put you on the spot for a specific um, case study, but um, can can you think of some examples of clients who have come in with that mindset of just negativity and I don't know how I'm going to get through this and it's awful and just so unhappy with themselves and then just like working them through 
the the changes with with your training, with all of the various things that you're you're teaching them um, to turn things around. Have you seen any really dramatic? Um, do you have any stories that you could share? I have lots of stories. I think <laughs> I feel that at this stage in my uh, what I do because I'm so like you said hyper focused on it. Um, most women that come to me um, are already at that. I just don't know what to do. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like there's a lack of motivation and a frustration that comes with it. Cause you feel as, as I think one of the big side effects, I'm going to call it or symptoms of menopause is that belly fat, right? That is mm-hmm. what most women come and, and uh, are aggravated by. I just don't know what to do. I'm continuously keep gaining weight. And, uh, but there seems nothing to be done and then they just stop. So when they come to me a lot of times, I would say more than often, um, they're already at that point of just, I don't know what to do. And weight loss seems to be one of the big reasons why they want to like do an exercise routine. My goal is to change that mindset. So it's through working with me, although we're doing, and strength training is at the core of everything I do. Like resistance training and strength training is the core of my training model. But um, I provide a lot of support and I almost call it rewiring a little bit Mm -hmm. the mindset. I'm trying to change the mindset and focus on the good things, right? It's just instead of of focusing on can I lose that belly fat because I can't promise that you will. And it would be wrong and I would be a liar if I would promise women that they're going to lose that because I don't know. I'm having it. I feel like I'm pretty fit. And I'm all my life and I'm going through perimenopause and I don't, it's coming. It's, it's just there now suddenly. <laughs> so I could be really frustrated or I could focus on, I'm still super strong. Like I'm strong. I haven't lost any of my strength. I haven't lost. So I'm trying to reframe people's perceptions and it always works. It always works. It does take time though. So if you're, I feel like if you're working with women going through menopause, you have to be patient and you have to also not, be uh, promising results that you cannot, you can't deliver. And that I think is a big downfall when you promise women that they will lose uh, what, you know, that belly fat or the inches. And I can tell you that you will probably not be able to deliver. And I think that comes in honesty with it. And women appreciate when you're honest and we're able to be realistic about it. And you're just changing their perception about what fitness is Mm -hmm. and you're changing how they, so I would say, horn but i i am very successful at changing people's mindsets about fitness so it isn't that i'm i'm the one that gets them to lose the most weight uh, but i do get them to feel differently about menopause and their bodies by reinforcing some of those uh more positive cues um and i wrote about that in that last article you know that we just brought up so. Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that in just one second. But I wanted to ask you another thing about the, the clients you're seeing. And I know every client is unique and case by case basis. Um, you know, that's the best coaches and trainers in the world. That's how they operate. But is there any specific sort of rubric or, um, you know, like a, a ratio of time spent talking with the client and coaching the client versus the workout? Like, is there, is there a ratio in there somewhere that, that you typically operate on? 
as you say, that's very hard to to pin down. I uh, talk to them and coach them while they're working out. And I have found that that is very successful just because um, it, 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 it uh, takes their mind off of some of the negative maybe associations that they have with physical activity and with exercise. Mm-hmm. And they it takes them from looking up like I've had, uh, you know, clients that are like, I hate how I feel when I do this because it, my belly jiggles or like I can feel my butt, like my butt jiggle when I do this. And if you focus too much on the actual like physical activity, a lot of times I'm more about how do you feel while you're doing it? Like, I think it's important to reinforce almost that little like treat when you train, you know, not to say you should treat it like training a dog, but similar, like if like, if there's something good, it's like there's a treat, which is a positive reinforcement from the coach. Um, and there's a, a complete lack of weight, any kind of weight related, like you can, you know, you lost some weight, but so I, I combine them both. It's mm-hmm. always a combination of coaching and reinforcement while doing the physical activity and really trying to make those connections of just how does it feel? How does that movement feel to you right now? And that, I think that's where the success happens when you can get clients to connect their emotions with the physical activity. Right. So the whole mind body connection is super important. And, and I think we, we lay down better, um, better understanding of ourselves and our bodies when we're, when we're physically doing something and learning at the same time, at least that that's how it works for me often. Absolutely. I also think, you know, when I first started out and this is what, 20 years now, um, I remember being told by mentors, um, uh, don't let your clients talk about their feelings when they're working out, like get them to work out. They need to forget what their shitty day at work or their, you know, like they a very clear line of just, they need to leave emotions somewhere else and you're there to train them mm-hmm. and to get them to sweat and get them to hurt really. And I quickly, I was so uncomfortable with that, but I thought, you know, as a young, like as a person new to the industry, I'm like, well, I guess maybe there's a truth to it. And I could not stick to it because I feel like mind and body go together. Like if you can't let people like maybe share some, I'm not a therapist, I can't give advice, but I think it is important for women and clients in general to be able to express how they feel when they're working out, because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that what if they're feeling anxiety while working out, you can't just drown it um also if someone comes in and they feel how awful you might need to change the workout like it you know we have to be really always fluid um i think good coaches are fluid yeah absolutely yep i totally agree um one of the other things you you say is that hormone replacement therapy is not the only option for women to find relief from the symptoms uh, that accompany menopause what else do you think women or what are you advising your clients to to be doing or considering either with training, nutrition, other approaches, um, meditation, breathing exercises? What what are what are some of the foci that you are that you're putting in front of your your people? I try to give them the full buffet. So it is, I think, again, education, right? We want, I want to make sure that I don't provide a one-sided approach to it. I know where my limits are on knowledge. I'm not an endocrinologist, uh, nor am I an HRT specialist. So I don't, I can't give them information on that. I do know how to refer people. Like, if you want to know about this, I think you should contact a menopause specialist. So I give them options when it comes to physical activity. 
I know plenty of that because I've been researching it. So I like to give them enough options to kind of figure out that we do have um, research to suggest that certain exercise modalities are better for certain symptoms. And I do, and I haven't found anyone that talks about this and I want, and I'm happy that we're doing this because I feel like fitness pros need to look at women in a different way. We need to, to help women sip by symptoms. This is my approach. Uh, every woman that goes through menopause has a different experience. Mm -hmm. They have different symptoms. Not every woman has a hot flash. Not every woman is depressed. Not every woman has anxiety. Not every woman has the belly fat increase. It's very, very, very unique and very different. So I feel we need to approach it from a perspective of what is bothersome to you now? I mean, are you looking, if you're training someone that has hot flashes and you're putting them through a Tabata workout, that probably will backfire because their core, you know, the temperature is already increasing. They're already having hot flashes. Mm. That might be, it might not be a solution. Walking is a great form of exercise. It's great for, for uh, mental health. So if someone's having more anxiety, so we need to look at programming a little bit more in a pieced fashion and be able to switch those things. And that's what my course is based on as well. And my CEC course that I have for, for pros um, so I look at it that way. Nutrition wise, I think the biggest hurdle for nutrition is that women think that they need to eat differently hmm. and they really don't like it. I think it's a addition versus subtracting, like add more healthy foods, but there is no menopause diet. There's nothing. There's no research to indicate that women have to stop eating carbs or go on a keto diet or eat high fat or you still have to calories in calories out kind of situation. But it comes down to nutrition. Like there's a lot of things that we can add that are cognitive enhancing, that are anti-inflammatory, like your basic, you know, dietary advice that you might want to give someone. Um, but again, I'm not a nutritionist. So as trainers, right, as coaches, we have to know where our limits are. But right. I have references that I will be able to tell people this is a person that I think would be good there. So I think it's good, like I was saying, a buffing. I think you should present all of the options and have a good understanding of who, and but also know your limitations as a coach where your expertise is. I will never comment on, on what I do. I, I, I'll share my experiences, and I like to say that as a perimenopausal woman, I like to share the, my experiences with my clients because I feel like there's also a connection aspect to that. Right. So know your clients, know what's in your toolbox and understand your scope of practice. Ah, yes. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're taking a quick break from this insightful conversation to bring you some really exciting news about the upcoming Idea World Convention. As Idea celebrates four decades as an industry leader this year, we're offering IdeaFit Plus members truly incredible limited time pricing to attend Idea World Convention July 20th through 24th in Las Vegas. As a way to celebrate our 40-year milestone, we're offering pricing for Idea World that's a full four-day registration starting at just $82 for IdeaFit Plus members. You heard that right, just 82 bucks for an amazing career experience you'll never forget, as well as over 20 CECs approved by more than 20 certifying agencies. Act fast as this stunning deal expires in about a week on April 8th, 2022. 
Join us and experience the unique, high-energy festival of fitness that only Idea World can deliver. This is your opportunity to join thousands of your colleagues, personal trainers, group fitness instructors, health and nutrition coaches, business owners and managers, and mind-body specialists for four days of unparalleled learning opportunities and unforgettable experiences. This will be a once-in-a-lifetime celebration of world-class education, product knowledge, and parties you won't want to miss. Learn more about Idea World Convention and our ongoing 40th anniversary celebration by clicking the Events tab on ideafit.com or by calling an Idea-Inspired Service representative at 1-800-999-4332, extension 7. Um, so you wrote a fascinating CEC feature for our winter issue, a fitness journal, and I'm not even sure if you've seen the issue yet, Yay. but there's yes. the, the front cover and here is the opening spread of your article. Um, and again, this is specifically on body image in menopause. So it's really sort of a unicorn article. I, I don't know that we've seen, we've never done it before. Um, so this is this was brand new for us. Um, but you know, in summary, women seem to have a lot of body dissatisfaction dissatisfaction throughout their lives anyway. But mm -hmm. I think it gets exacerbated during menopause by the hormonal shift, the physical changes, hot flashes, weight gain, loss of muscle mass, et cetera. I mean, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. It all honestly seems quite overwhelming. Um, aside from what we just talked about, what strategies do you use do you use with clients to get them to turn these negatives into positives, specifically when we're talking about body image um strength training really i mean it comes down to i think that if we use strength training in a fashion that is empowering rather than weight reducing uh and we stop uh setting goals based on weight metrics and we start setting more goals based on uh performance and ability and functionality uh, the shift automatically will happen. And, I, and I've seen that with my clients where it becomes this less, uh, it's, can, do you remember the last, like when we first started, you couldn't do a push-up. Like, do you, like we started with the two pound weights. Like it's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of power and, and uh, motivation and confidence that comes from feeling strong. Mm -hmm. But as women, uh, and I, you know, since this is women specific, uh, we are always told that strength is unsexy because it comes with big muscles, right? It's like, it's almost like muscles are associated to strength, which is also something we have to detach. Like it's not one and the same. And so that, that thinking of just, I don't want to lift weights because I get bulky or too manly looking, that's still pervasive. Like it's still there. Women still think that, and there's still that thought process. And I still have clients that come in. It's just like, well, I don't want to lift too heavy. And, you have to take that apart. Like, and it, it's like a shell you have to almost like rip off. And so uh, there's nothing in my experience and from the research perspective that is more successful at changing body image or helping manage it. I think that's a better term than strength training and feeling capable and strong. Uh, because then you start seeing your body as more functional than you're looking at it from a um, exterior, like, uh, perspective and I, I this this article was for me incredibly personal because I've struggled with body image issues most of my life 
And so seeing my own transition as, as you know, as I'm going through menopause and some of the futility that comes with, you can't just work out more and eat less. It's right. not going to change anything, right? So there comes power in knowing that you, you're not going to get the results you want uh, because your body is going through a metamorphosis almost, right? It's going to do its thing no matter what. So mm -hmm. you can fight it and increase your cortisol and make it worse. Or you can kind of try to find something that in, where, that makes you enjoy the ride. And that would be my second part, joy. F find joy in training. Yes, like find what makes you happy through uh, like movement, movement that makes you happy. It doesn't have to be strength training, but again, strength training, I feel it has to be at the core of anybody's uh, for many reasons, for the bone health aspect and uh, mental health. And uh, But those two combined, a good coach has to find where they're, like you were saying, know your clientele. So know where that person is and meet them there. And don't try to put like goals on them that you think will be good for them but more of like what movement let's find out what movement makes them happy if it's dancing then they can you know incorporate that you don't have to make them dance but make sure that it's part of their movement routine during the week and then emphasize the core like the strength training that you do with them right i love the flip that this article does um taking um you know, there's so much uh, emphasis on exercise for weight control and appearances. And you take yes. this and flip it on its head and say, you know, how do we as coaches or trainers turn that around with performance based outcomes and mm -hmm. good coaching language? Um, mm -hmm. I just I think that's super powerful. And, um, you know, I, I also go ahead. Well, I also think uh, that it's just, you know, when we're talking about body image issues, a lot of time people or women, people in general, not just women, get dismissed by saying, well, you just need to love your body. Accept it. What, what does that mean, though? You know, like you can't just tomorrow say, well, now I love my body. And so it, it, <laughs> it's it not becomes that, not that simple. <laughs> Also, we all have our body hating days. Like, I think it's important that we let clients feel those feelings and having bad days of a bad and not just be like, well, never mind that. Let's just work out and you're going to feel better. It's acknowledging that those days are there. So and then again, like the cues have to change to say, like I was saying earlier, make that connection of how people feel about the exercise rather than like, are you going to like cues like, come on, let's burn that fat off, you know, like, let's get that body burning. Or now, you know, you lost the calories, this uh, 500 calories during this workout, like all of those fat burning zone workouts, it, the emphasis becomes on we're getting rid of something mm -hmm. uh, versus like, what are we gaining from it? Like, let's let's look at the glass half full. Yeah, such such a great approach. And again, it's that flip of yeah. perspective. Um, so with the number of menopausal women worldwide estimated to reach 1.2 billion, that's with a B, folks, by 2030, mm -hmm. the market potential for um, menopause-related products, services, training, um, it's really hard to ignore. Now, there seems to be plenty of room for other fitness pros to get on this path to help women. Um, what advice do you have for fit pros who might be interested in specializing in a similar business model to yours? Uh, well, get educated and comfortable to talk about menopause. That's a, that's a big one, right? And that's a difficult one because I think you have to have a genuine interest in the topic. 
Uh, luckily, I have created a uh, CEC course <laughs> for fitness pros that is uh, accredited by NASM and A's and AFA. So if people want to take it, uh, it is out there to take, and it is about programming for uh, menopausal women. And there are um, there there are um, plenty of organizations uh, like the North American Menopause Society, like where you can educate yourself about menopause. And it, and I think coaches that want to get into this niche or want to serve this population um, should do it for the right reasons. Um, you don't just want to shift your weight loss program and then now, oh, there's a market for women and they're desperate and now I can just you know switch the market and you probably can make some money. But I think we need more coaches that are genuinely interested in helping women you know transition to, with, with high quality of life and that takes, dare to say, special coaches that are in it to like actually make a difference versus mm -hmm. the and, and it, it, it takes a different approach. So education about menopause, you have to be comfortable talking about symptoms and periods, probably, and asking questions that are somewhat personal, right? It's like when you intake someone that's going through menopause, you should know if they're still getting a period. You should know what that makes them feel like. What if they come in and say they have a heavy period like those? You have to be comfortable right. talking about things that might be uncomfortable and having also that skill set to um, be supportive and um, and understanding of the switches that happen. Because, you know, I mean, the symptoms are it's like a huge roller coaster. It can change any minute. So you can't follow a strict protocol. You can't come in with your workout plan and then something throws it off and you have to, again, be you have to be a little bit more fluid in your programming and your goal setting for that person. Yeah, it's um, really, it's a day by day thing. And you, like you say, you have to be fluid and flexible and just roll yes. with whatever is presented to you that day. Yes. But I think, you know, we are, there's a lot more information out there now. Um, I think, you know, Idea Fitness Journal has done a great job always having some, like, I feel like every year there's a little, little bit about menopause or a menopause article or middle-aged women. Um, I know that we're, I'm presenting at the Idea World this year. And so it's like, we have more conversations having about this and, and that we need to have more conversations at Fitness Pros. Let's have more conversations. Uh, I love sharing knowledge. I mean, that's, I love it. So I'm always open to answer questions and people reaching out. Um, and, and that's what we need to do. There's not, we can't be afraid of taking, you know, in the fitness industry, it can be a little tough because people are afraid that they're taking each other's clients. Uh, we need to be more open at mentoring each other and helping each other support our clients. And that's really what it comes down to. Well, I mean, if this audience, again, 1.2 billion by 2030, <laughs> I think there's plenty to go around for everybody. <laughs> There's always plenty to go around, but there's always that fear of some sort. So, uh, yes, but let's talk. Yeah, let's have more conversations. I think that's what it comes down to. And there's a lot of good information out there. And listeners, just a reminder, you heard Dr. Luque say that she will be at Idea World um, in Las Vegas. It's our 40th anniversary. We're, we're celebrating. It's going to be a great party. But you also can get great conversations with really mm -hmm. talented educators like Dr. Luque. Um, and that is July 20th through 24th, Las Vegas. And we have special pricing for IdeaFit Plus members right now, um, $82 to celebrate our, um, our 
when we came into being in 1982. So uh, that is a nod to that. So make sure you look that stuff up. There will be information in the show notes about that as well. Um, So, Maria, it's really clear that the past couple of years have forced all of us to reinvent ourselves to at least some degree, both personally and professionally. What has your reinvention included and where have you found your main sources of inspiration to make changes? Well, um, I have uh, forced just like the rest of uh, the fitness industry probably to become more online, to be more less dependent on one on one, like in person training, which is what I love to do. So I think for all of us, it's been a really jarring wake up of just how what do you how do you still support your clients? if you're not in person. So creating more of a virtual world. And it's also inspired me. I've had an idea of creating an online kind of course and curriculum. Um, That really was a push uh, to follow through. And so for the last two years, I've been developing um, a core, an online course that Mm -hmm. is for women that is less physical, like me working and programming and more understanding to understand and uh, taking a curriculum that pushes them through learning about menopause and quality of life. So it's more of an online-based setting that has more group aspect and virtual settings. So that for me has been a big push. Like how do I continue working uh, and supporting my clientele without that in-person stuff? And I found inspiration just knowing that I, there are women out there that need it. I I just needed to find a new venue to share my knowledge and uh, to be able to support clients. And, you know, now having more FaceTime clients and doing more clients over virtual and being comfortable. This coming from a middle-aged woman that is very uncomfortable with change because it (laughs) takes me forever to be like, I don't know if I should... Social media will probably go away one time. (laughs) I don't think so, unfortunately. (laughs) I know. I'm right there with uh, you, sister. (laughs) I was just like, when when Google Docs first came out, I'm like, I don't need to do the Google what? I still need online stuff. And now I I fought so hard and now I'm a full on board. So I'm getting better at transitioning into that. So that's COVID to that transition has been, it was a sharp one. A forced one, but I'm I'm welcoming and it's changed me to be more flexible when it comes to change. Yeah, it sounds like you made really great use of pandemic time uh, to, <laughs> bu- to build this course. And um, it's it's sort of a, a passive income source for you, but it also draws people in to get educated. Maybe they're they're feeling shy about working with you, but if they take the course first, it might be kind of a feeder system into training with you one-to-one yeah. or being coached by you where they understand a little better what's happening with their bodies before they actually dive into training with you. I think that's Absolutely. brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and you know, it's, it's just... I had created this a passion project of mine was because I've been, you know, I've been part of the idea conventions for a while now. I've presented a couple of them and being able to, to help professional like fitness pros be more educated about menopause is really, I, I love doing that. So I created that CEC course that it's an online course that fitness pros can take. I'm not involved besides the grading at the end, but going to do workshops and I was going to present and then COVID hit. And it just as I got, you know, accredited by NASM and ACE, everything shut down. So I had to switch (laughs) and create from a workshop format into an online format, which now, you know, it's great because now it's an online format, but still it was like one of those, like, (gasps) 
no, I just finished it. It's been two years in the making and then everything shut down. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. It sounds like a, a great business model. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be really successful. I'm, I'm curious to know what your read is on what comes beyond pandemic for the industry. We all pivoted. We learned new skills. We diversified our offerings. You know, you just explained how you did it. Um, are you optimistic that the industry will fully recover or even grow after this? I think it will grow. I think uh, we've had to, to do such a big, like you were saying, pivot on uh, finding new ways uh, to motivate uh, people and to be involved and support them uh, to where I think the shift has changed a little bit from that uh, to include more of the mental health aspect that comes with physical activity. I think the conversation has changed a lot to where people started maybe working out uh, or being active because of their mental health when they're during lockdown. Mm -hmm. So I think there, there's a lot more available now when it comes for coaches to feed that in a little bit more on just how does that affect? And there's a lot more business opportunities to go beyond the merely physical of just like creating and programming workouts to including more of a mind body encompassing thing. So I think there's a huge amount of growth if, 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 if coaches are willing to learn and to adapt to that growth. But I think it is, is, and also we've gotten comfortable doing zoom calls and FaceTime sessions. And so that, that barrier has been removed. So now mm -hmm. it's just, it's a normal thing. It is. It's our, the new normal as people keep saying. Well, I will look forward to, um, I'm sure you're going to have some creative ideas about how we can translate some new avenues for our readers. Um, and I know you'll probably query us. So I'll look forward to getting those and uh, yeah. hearing what's on your mind. Um, before we sign off today, would you please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you, first of all, and then please leave us with a parting thought that will elevate or inspire our colleagues to find or maintain momentum? Yeah. Um, getting in touch with me is really easy. Uh, I'm on Instagram at drmarialuke and email. I'm always welcome. Emails is at maria at fitnessandmenopause.com. So if Anybody wants to reach out, like I said, I, I love sharing knowledge and so answering any questions. Um, I will be at Idea World, so you're <laughs> free to contact me there and talk to me after my session. Uh, but those tend to be the best ones. And I have a website at fitnessandmenopause.com, and that's a good avenue too to find a little bit out about myself. And a parting thought, I think it's just, it's been my motto forever. It's like, if you make working out fun, the rest will come. I think the just the, find joy and uh, and translate that joy into your clients' lives, and then everything else falls into place. Like when we have enjoyment, then everything else just falls in place. I love that. How can you go wrong when you're having fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> like it's impossible. When you have a smile on your face, things just happen. Oh, Dr. Luque, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your positive energy with us today. Um, this has been so enlightening. I, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Sandy, for having me. See you at World. Yes. <laughs> I hope you learned as much on this episode as I did. To learn more about Dr. Maria Luque, or to connect with her, please check today's show notes to find the links. 
If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, you can find the Idea Fit Pro Show at Apple Podcasts or wherever you source your podcasts. We'd be honored if you took a minute to give us a rating, and we'd be so grateful if you would share the show link and news about the podcast on your social feeds. Meantime, we'll keep working hard to bring you more great material like this. This is Sandy Webster signing off. Until next time, stay positive and keep inspiring the world with your special magic. Don't ever forget that you make a huge difference in the lives of others and that idea is here to support you in this critical purpose. Thanks for all you do to make the world a healthier, happier place. The Idea Fit Pro Show is part of the Outside Inc. podcasting network. Many thanks to our executive producer, Jordan Leeds, and our engineer and editor, Mike Hilding. Copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Reproduction without permission is strictly prohibited.